am worthy. You are worthy. We are worthy. We're worthy of love. We're worthy of devotion. We're worthy of salvation by the grace of God. We have divine rights by our creator. We are not created superior or inferior. We are assured that we are worthy of love. Let us pray. Divine creator, we thank you for this day. We thank you for being awesome. We thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you for this podcast and all who will listen. We ask you to bless the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart. May these words bless and incite someone to love, loving themselves, loving others, and loving you in the process. We give your name, praise, glory, and honor. Ashe, amen, and so it is. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good midnight, and good day. Whatever time you're tuning into this episode of State the Obvious, thank you for tuning in to another episode of State the Obvious. I am your obvious host, Avi Grace. Today is a special day in my life because as a 25-year stutter, habitual stutter survivor, I am pleased to announce that this show is airing on October 22nd, 2020, which is the International Stuttering Awareness Day. Furthermore, the intersectionality of my life is that also on October 22nd in 1995, I was baptized in the United Apostolic Faith Church in Beckley, West Virginia. Unfortunately, because both the person who led me to Christ and my baptizer have both passed on into the realm of glory, aka they've died, I'm unable to interview them. But in honor of these celebrations, I have invited one of my dear friends, Apostle, I believe soon to be Doctor, Apostle Doctor, but for now, Apostle Adriel Ortealis on the show. But before we bring him on, let's first listen to this excerpt of my baptism. Hello, hello. Apostle Adriel. Yes, blessings. How are you? Yes. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to the State the Obvious podcast. I'm your host. I'm your obvious host, Avi Grace. This podcast is built on prayer, proverbs, and poetry. And for the next segment, we are focusing on some proverbs. And so we are, have the illustrious, the incomparable Apostle Dr. Adriel Ortiz-Alice. How are you today, sir? I am blessed and highly favored. How are you? I am flavored, honey. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. You are the salt of the earth. And if you salt, you lose flavor. It's good for nothing but to be put under people's feet. And not and only I'm not that, we're also the light, honey. We shine in the 
darkness, just like diamonds in the sky. When I tell you I am so... This is what we do, y'all. We get on the phone and we just start talking. We, we were doing pre-show prep and we looked up and it was almost 14 minutes. And then we realized if we don't start this, then we would just keep talking and never record. So this is us bringing you into our continuing conversation. Before we begin, Apostle Orti Alex, will you just tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself and your illustrious career? Okay, so I am Apostle Adriel Tialis. I was born in Mexico City. Uh, my parents were missionaries. Uh, I've been serving God since I was, let's say, 13 years old. I've been preaching uh, nationally and internationally. Um, I've started different churches in different states, different countries. Um, I have a singing ministry that I've been doing for years. My voice ain't as good anymore, but I still sing. Um, I'm working on books, especially one book called Not Today, and that should be released maybe next year, or early next year. Um, what else would you like to know? I am the founder of the New Apostolic Reformation and Hope Ministries. Um, that's the church where I preside at now, most recent. I was waiting to hear about the New Apostolic Reformations because I don't think the listeners know that you are the apostle who affirmed me as a pastor three years ago. <laughs> yeah. So, blame. I said I wasn't going to talk about my pastorate. But yes, the cat's out the bag. This powerful apostle affirmed me as a pastor and co-laborer in the gospel. And I am so excited about it. Um, don't judge me because I'm still the person and pastor and podcaster. So you're going to hear a little bit of everything and a little bit of preachy and some teachy and some peachy all inside the same way. So, <laughs> but because here and because the apostle is here i feel the need to be holiness so he is the most down person and you humble and he doesn't tell you but his following he is out of raleigh north carolina if i can say that his following is deep and it's true and when i tell you he comes to churches and he's this little short man yet well amen he's this uh, um little short man y'all but he can come and slay out people in just the just hardcore Christians, Christians that slay easy. So I'm telling y'all all that to say I have a pallet on the floor by where I'm at, just in case I need to take a nap and then come back to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but the but um, on a serious note, the way we're framing this segment, um, we're calling the episode "Worthy of the Water." And what that means is we're using the story from Acts, the eighth chapter about the Ethiopian eunuch. And so instead of just telling you about it, why don't I just read you the brief story and then we'll talk about it. Yes. So for those listening who want to follow along, it's Acts, the eighth chapter, the 34th through the 39th verse. Again, that's Acts, the eighth chapter, the 34th through the 39th verse. And it reads like this. And the eunuch said to Philip, about whom I ask you, does this prophet say this about himself or about someone else? Then Philip opened his mouth and began with the scripture. He told him the good news about Jesus. 
And as they were going along, and as they were going along the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, see, here is water. What prevents me from being baptized? And he commanded the chariot to stop. And they both went down into the water and Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they came up out the water, the spirit of the Lord carried Philip away. And the eunuch saw him no more and went on his way rejoicing. That was at the eighth chapter and the 34th through the 39th verse. Hallelujah. And just for I also want to bring in the words of Jesus out of the John, the 10th chapter. And it's just one verse. And it says, I have also other sheep which do not belong to this fold. Those also I must bring and they will listen to my voice and they shall become one flock under one shepherd. Mm. So the idea of this segment and this entire, when I started the episode and I said, you're worthy, I'm worthy. We are all worthy of salvation through the grace of God. We're all worthy of love and devotion. None of us are created inferior or superior. We are all worthy. Now I have the apostle, and I want to just ask you just a few questions, apostle. Mm -hmm. Okay. Starting, when you hear these scriptures, what do you hear as an apostle? Well, I hear you. Any go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I hear a eunuch saying at, at any given moment, I have the power to say this is not how my story is going to end. At any given moment, I have the power to not let my pain and my struggle make me a victim. And I want this battle inside my mind to end. So he says, I hear a, a eunuch saying, someone saying, just an individual saying, I'm tired of the pain. I'm tired of the sorrow. I'm tired of the anguish. I'm tired of not being able to be victorious. I'm tired of being casted out and counted out. And I don't need another moment. I don't need another second. I don't need another hour. There's water right there. There's nothing that can stop me from getting close to Jesus. What can stop me? What can get in the way? Um, one translation says, look, there's water. What can get in the way of me being baptized? So I see a person that saying, I don't want to wait another minute to get close to God. Uh, religion has, has said this. Society has said this. Everyone has said this. I don't want to wait another minute. I know I can get close to God. I know I can be made pure. I know I can be restored. I know I can be baptized. And this is my moment. And I won't let anything stop me. So I hear that. I love that. I absolutely love that. As a queer, non-binary, trans person, I've often identified with the eunuch as the eunuch and as a proponent for the eunuch. Um, not just in the literal sense, but in the sense of someone who has spent years on the non-binary edge of yeah. life. So I've been trapped between worlds, so to speak. You don't really feel connected this way. You don't really feel connected that way. Mm -hmm. So to hear someone say, this is how I change my story. This is not how my story is going to end. I choose to write a different story. I complete that. Oh, I, I almost screamed when you said that. Thank you for those yes. words. Which brings me to the second question. What does inclusion look like for you? And I specifically said inclusive faith and inclusive baptism. 
as an inclusive and affirming apostle? Because we've had talks where you you are radically affirming. You are radically inclusive of the love of Jesus Christ for all people. Yes. So talk a little bit more about that. As you know, for me, uh, God is not a God of uh, any religion or of any mentality, theology, science, uh, belief. For me, God is bigger than any box that I've been taught. For me, inclusion means including every group of people from all backgrounds, from all walks of life. Uh, for me, it means giving equal access and opportunities for people to love and serve God, for people to be allowed at the table. I have a saying that I love to say, and you hear me say it all the time. There is room at the table, God, for you. There's always room at the table. I believe that inclusion means uh, including those ma people who are marginalized, those people who, you know, have disabilities, those people who are counted as minorities, those people. Inclusion means looking at every yes. model of society, at every structure of society, every culture of society and saying, in God, there are no barriers. In God, there is no standard. In God, everybody is welcome as they are for who they are, um, for who they love. Whatever they look like, whatever they sound like, hallelujah, shandala bokosata. I'm sorry. I, I'm so, I try not to preach. I <laughs> what y'all don't know is that this apostle will speak in tongues and then will start prophesying for 30 minutes <laughs> off of two seconds of tongues. I don't see nothing like it. And he is Hispanic, so he can speak Spanish fast, but I've never seen anyone do that. <laughs> It is incredible. <laughs> but, you know, inclusion is that to me. And, and that, that's to answer your question. Um, that, that is what it is. I love I absolutely love that. And as a person who dealt with and overcame an intense, sometimes seeming insurmountable speaking challenge and the stigma that that entails for 25 years, I'm so happy that you included the um, people with disabilities because we're also looking at at today, October 22nd, as the it's the International Stuttering yes. Awareness Day, and you know that's something that's very close yes. to my heart because for the most of my early ministry, I had a I used to I used to talk like that, and that mm -hmm. was a good day. Sometimes I was mute and couldn't say my own name. The only name I could say was mm. Jesus. And so for me, the fact that you would include a bigger table, I always, I often say, and you've echoed it in, in your own way, that the table is meant to be yes. bigger. It's always meant to be adding more chairs, adding more leaves, adding adding more things to the table. It should never be just, just us three, us no. four, and no more. It should always be about There's always bigger. room at the table. Always room at the table. And you know, one million, like, there's Has millions of people who face what you face. There's the 1% of the world's population stutters or stammers, you know. So it's important oh. to realize that even those, T.D. Jake stuttered. You stuttered. And look at God. Look at the, the fact that you were included, that you were counted in, that you were not counted out. And now look where God has you. It's so interesting that 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 you would you would bring up Bishop. See, I'm stuttering now. That's it's so interesting that you would bring up Bishop. <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting that that you you would bring up the fact of Bishop Jakes because you know he's from my home from yes. my home area, from West Virginia, Southern mm -hmm. West Virginia. And you know, 
he he was close to my family back in yeah. the day. And I had a chance to meet him and just, I did not know he stuttered until after I met him when he confessed that he used to yes. have a lisp. And if you still look, it's not that the lisp left, it's that the lisp is still there. Oh, if you yes. listen closely <laughs> on certain, certain words, the lisp is still there. And I, I think I broke down in tears because I was like, oh my God, you need to tell me the preacher of all preacher still has a speaking. I don't call it an impediment. I don't call it that because there's nothing. If God wants you to say something, nothing oh, no. can impede you. It can not completely stop you. It cannot completely block you. It can try. It can trick you. It can give, if you give the power to it, but it can't yes. completely stop you. And so the thing about my setter is that it literally growing up, knowing I was queer and called to preach and queer and a stutterer and queer, I often would, it's because I gained weight as a child because I couldn't get the words out. So I put mm. food in. And even today I'm dealing with the ramifications of that. And so if someone like you or someone had just stopped and say, look, I need you to know something. I know it takes you an hour to say a paragraph now, because at one point it did. I need you to know that your words matter. And Bishop Jakes, he said that when, when he was young, he would sit there and talk to his mother and he would talk her ear off and, he would, and she would be sitting there, captivated audience, sitting there listening and engaging with him. And one day when he was grown up, he said, why did you listen to me? Like, why did you do that? What, what, what I'm saying wasn't really important. And his mother in a humble way said, what you were saying may not have been important, but I needed you to know that you yes. are important. So, so with that being said, Apostle, in the last few moments and seconds of this broadcast, I want you to give a proverb, give a word of wisdom to the listener and to the person who may be going through transition and who may identify with the eunuch as a non-binary or who may be identifying with the eunuch as a person who is voting different or thinking different than their family. I want you to speak to the person who may not be able to speak as well or who may not think that they can speak as well like Moses or sometimes even Joe Biden yes. stutters. Speak to the people bless them and remind us that we are worthy well, of the water. Yes, definitely. Even now. And, you know, I wanted to just say something that's on my spirit right now because so many people give up so fast because they tend to look at how far they still have to go. They tend to look at the fact that I, I, I'm still stuttering, I'm still stammering, I have this issue, I have this difficulty. But instead, they, they, they forget how far they've already gotten. They forget the fact that you used to not be able to even uh, enunciate a word and now you're able to say a sentence, you know. And I want to encourage you to just keep going. I want to encourage you to never let things that you cannot do prevent you from doing the things that you can if you stumble, you need to make it a part of your dance. If you fall, you need to give God your failures and you need to give God your mistakes and say, God, it's right here in your hands and I know you can use it. I know that you can use everything, every part of me because you made me that way. 
Never let the things that you cannot do prevent you from doing the things that you can. There's a purpose in your life. There's a calling on your life. You have to take risks. You know, if you win, you're going to be happy. And if you lose, you will be wise. But if you never shoot for the stars, you'll never know. You'll never know. If you do shoot and you miss, it was worth it, you know? So take risks, you know, keep going, you know, find the time for the things that make you feel happy, for the things that make you feel alive. Find the time, you know, to, to, to praise God and give God thanks for how far you've already come. And never, ever, ever let your pain, your trial, your tribulation, your, you know, the things that you face define you. Instead, let it refine you, hallelujah. You know, because what, what limitations yes. cannot do, God can, you know, hallelujah. Uh, you know, things can cripple you, but God can, you know, can rebuild you. Things can shatter you, but God can restore you. Things can make you look like you're detained, but God can expand you, you know. Uh, things can take away your joy, but God can give you peace. Things may look like they're there to destroy you, but God says, I'm sending them there to build you. The things that look like, am I preaching too much is the question. Yes, things can. No, you are going. You are. <laughs> you know, thing... I know it's going to happen. You I'm just what? enjoying the you ride. Nothing <laughs> can kill. You know the purpose of God in your life. Not nothing. Nothing. You are loved. You are wonderfully made. You are beautiful. You are a masterpiece, and God has a great plan for you. Don't lose hope because when the sun goes down, the stars come out. Don't lose hope. And I'll say that again, because when the sun goes down, when it looks like there is no hope, the stars come out. You know, that 20, 20 years from now, you'll be more Ooh. disappointed by the things that you didn't do than by the things that you did do. So you have to go ahead and throw off, you know, throw off the bow lines, sail away into, you know, from the safe harbor. And you need to go ahead and catch the trade wings in your cells. And you need to go ahead and explore and dream and discover and be your authentic self. You know, sometimes, you know, you just have to learn to love yourself, to live your authentic life, to just say, you know what, I'm going to be me because I can either get bitter or I can get better. I can either, you know, take, you know, what has been dealt to me and allow it to make me a bad person or I can allow it to make me a better person or I can I can allow it to tear me down or I can allow it to 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 lift me up. You know, the choice does not belong to fate. The choice belongs to you. You have the choice and you always have to remember that you are human and that it's okay to have a meltdown. It's okay to have a meltdown when you remember of how limited you might be or how short, you know, the stick might be right now. Or it's okay to have a meltdown because you, you keep, you know, looking at how others have made it, but you haven't made it. And it's okay, but don't unpack there. Do not stop there and don't live there. Cry it out, refocus. And you know what? Get up and keep going to where God needs you to be headed. There are some days that are better. I said it in that quote, and me and you were talking about it. Some days are better and some days are worse. But you have to look for the blessing instead of the curse. And this is a poem, but I'm going to read it. And be positive. You have to stay strong and get enough rest. After you have fought a big, after you have fought a big war, a big battle, get you some rest. But not too much rest. Get back up and keep going. Because you know what? You can't do it all, but you can do your best. Mm, my God. Well, I think that 
I think that's the show. So I just like doing an altar call and just you prayed, you preached, you prophesied. I believe that people, the listener, have been reached. And the whole purpose of this show is to love on, lift up, and enlighten the listener. And thank you, sir, for coming on and helping us do that. And I just want to say that I love you and God loves you. And everyone listening, tell them where you tell them where they can find you. Facebook under Adria Ortialis. They can find me on Instagram, same Adriel Ortialis, um, YouTube, and I think that's the only three that I would like to share today. <laughs> Amen. So on that note, look him up, be a blessing to him, and as always, thank you so much for tuning in to State the Obvious. I'm your obvious hope. I'm your <laughs> obvious host, Avi Grace. God bless. Bye-bye. <laughs>